Thank you for listening. See you next week. Follow us on socials. And those were probably the worst words that you guys heard last week. You guys are avid listeners of the podcast, but good news. Guess what? We're back. This is the intro, not the ending. I fooled all of you. Ha ha. Um, yeah, so another episode of the Mo Video Games podcast. I believe this is episode 17 of the Top 50 Showdown. I believe I always say I believe, but I generally know. This time I only believe. I wouldn't go as far to say as I know. Either way, today we got some... Uh, classics in my eyes honestly all around the board with one new horror title to just really throw in the spice in the uh in the group today so please enjoy today's podcast this is the feed up episode where we maximize our comfort by keeping our feet up um i don't have any news i guess fanatic almost beat top and then they didn't (laughs) first reverse sweep in world histories histories the plural all the histories of the world <laughs> in um, every parallel universe this is the first time and then yeah this is the first time and then uh we just we just finished watching up some g2 slappage of Genji. so semi-finals next weekend gonna be hype gonna watch g2 and hopefully they beat damn one yep <sighs> yep that's all i got for your news yeah, um, they... Uh, Maxwell got new LED RGB RRAM. That do be. <laughs> and it feels great. I hope they all work, and I hope all of my motherboard slots are active, and uh, all that good stuff. But I mean, is there a reason they wouldn't be? I don't know, just haven't tested them, so it's yeah. possible. It's possible. I have a very special guest at Chocho. Chocho, could you say something? There we go. That's what we were looking for. But, you know, I mean, I, you always hear those, like, stories of people like, oh, yeah, no, like, I help, I put in my RAM, and it's not recognizing them, or it's not recognizing this stick, or blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's normally when you buy, like, doo-doo RAM, though. And you buy only do RAM, not doo-doo RAM, so you're good, like. <laughs> that would be, actually, I bought doo-doo R4. That is true, baby. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of exciting, I guess. Um, they did uh, the PS5 user interface. I remember. But you see, now I know that the Xbox is superior because it's a 4K interface. And it's I'm, actually vice versa. Uh, well, I know that the Xbox is superior because it's a 1080K interface <laughs> and not a 4K. I don't, I don't know what these accents are. His uh yeah, that might cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, PS5 user interface um, was unveiled. And as with all PS5 internet news, or just, I guess, <laughs> not specifically internet news. It but, has to be internet news. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where it is these days, you know, COVID and all. Um, but everyone's thirsty for that news, so everyone's talking about it. All the console war people are sounding off in the comments about how the PS5's interface you, wow, I can't speak. User interface makes it so much better than the Xbox and vice versa. And it's just, uh, doesn't matter. It, it does look not terrible, and it looks like it will allow you to play video games. That's all that matters. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I mean, I felt like it was kind of a light week on tech news front. Um, 
It's always a light week for me, especially yeah. when work is as crazy. It is. <laughs> At least with how like Slam and some of these last ones with like Ryzen five thousand series and stuff, we know. I mean, we got Ryzen, or not Ryzen. God damn it, Radeon GPUs um, coming towards end of October. Um, release of the Nvidia RTX thirty seventy coming then. So we got some <laughs> some hot stuff coming. Oh, with new iPhone. It's not really video game related, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, big news not coming with a wall charger. I did confirm it is coming with the new Lightning to USB-C cable, but they are not putting a wall charger or headphones in there because they're trying to prevent e-waste. But, hear me out, the Lightning to USB-C, um, if you had a previous <laughs> iPhone wall charger, it will not work with that. So hopefully you have a different USB Type-C charging device. Otherwise, you will just have to spend an additional $20 to get the wall charger. But... Damn. There you go. That's a hot, hot and heavy. 5G. They're all 5G. Starts at $699 for the micro or the mini. They're coming back into like the more iPhone 5 form factor. I'm excited about that. Um, Damn. Yeah, that's that's tech news. Wow. It was your birthday yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. When you're listening to this, it'll still be yesterday. Yes. My birthday is always yesterday. Correct. And I feel horrible. Yep, I feel good, better, at least. And I feel old, AF. And you are on the fringe of dying at this point, so yeah. I am, but I have a wonderful wife now who Aww. will take care of me in my old age. Aww. Since I've become senile. Alright, well this will be a short episode. I can't wait! Because normally we talk about tech stuff for like an hour. That's true. And then rush through games at the end. So if you have been excited to hear tech news, you think that's a new trend we're on. It's not. It's not. But this, it might this be. This week. But at least this week it is not. So don't get excited. Well, it's too late. You already know. But let that excitement, let it go peacefully into the night. All right. We do got some bangers this week, though, on the games. We do. We about to spice it up. Uh, I honestly did not write down a whole lot. So we'll see how much my recollection serves. The game speaks for itself. Honestly, that's all I got to hear and say. <laughs> so my first game is Fallout 3, made by Microsoft. Or sorry, Bethesda. Uh, <sighs> spicy. Spicy. I had to say it. Speaking of tech news. I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> spicy. Uh, release October 28th. 2008 and it is a post-apocalyptic action role-playing open world first person third person shooter true crime drama video game because when i was reading the genre it just seemed to never stop so i just started throwing in my own stuff at okay the end. i wasn't sure what of that was you and what of it was true but i, I think it said post-apocalyptic action role-playing open world video game um and then i added the first person third person shooter because you can sit switch you can't sit yeah <laughs> Um, talking is difficult. They got a 93 out of 100 on Metacritic, though, so that's pretty wow. good. I know, dude. That's, that's crazy. That's it's, almost like the year I was born. Yeah, wow. Um, insane. Um, and so... <laughs> crazy. And uh, it, it was the first time in the series that they switched from the uh, 2D isometric graphics to the 3D graphics, also known as three-dimensional graphics. <laughs> what? Uh, I know. And uh, it also got rid of the turn-based combat systems of the earlier Fallout games. So pretty big in the series. 
Um, I nominated this one for uh, best video game of all time <laughs> because of the fact that it was fun to play and I had a good time playing it. And <laughs> wait, uh, are you saying like why it's in this list? <laughs> okay, I'm just like what? It's like nomination. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I nominated it for this list because of that. Uh, it was one of the first. The big thing for me was it was probably the first like true open world sandbox games where I felt like it was choose your own adventure at Iowa State. Um, <laughs> and I keep that one alive. Uh, uh, but yeah, this was, this was the first like major title that I played that like, I mean, sure there are like some future. That's so dumb. I just, yeah, I love it. I'm sorry. I'm tired. It makes one of us. <laughs> it's me. Um, so yeah, it, it, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of freedom, especially for the time. Like it was cool seeing like a true sandbox. It had the, the bang. We lost Maxwell. That one was too funny and he can't handle it. I got a case of the giggles. Let me tell you. Um, and it's one of, it's one of those damn cases of the giggles where it hits you and then you try not to. And it if just I got the hiccups, dude, you'd be dead right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would literally croak because of old age. Uh. But yeah, so that was hype. And then everyone knows the like old swing big band esque radio style that Fallout Three definitely made very popular and was like a trademark of that game. Uh, maybe earlier Fallout games did it. I certainly haven't heard anything about earlier Fallout games doing it. And earlier Fallout games, when I booted them up, also looked like doo doo. So I'm glad that this one was 3D. It's a third it's, dimension. It's, it's, it makes it makes a huge difference. It's like you're like adding a third element. To be like, wow. 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 So, yeah, the radio is obviously super hype. I thought the combat system, the uh, Vault Tech assisted targeting system was fucking hysterical. Like, just, uh, so you like hit, hit, I played on the Xbox. So, like, I hit right bumper, I get into bats, I see the enemy, I have percentage on, like, how likely I'm to hit each body part, given the distance in the gun and blah, 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 various other factors. I aim for the head. I managed to hit head explodes in the most overtly gruesome way possible. Like it was, it was definitely me, man. They were definitely going for uh, extreme with it, and it landed very well. It choose your adventure. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you start off in Vault One Hundred One with your papa, Papa James. Um, and then, God, I love Jimmy. Uh, I don't know Makes who Jimmy is, up. <laughs> but. So yeah, you're Papa James, and then he ends up leaving the vault on your, I believe, 19th birthday, and you're like, Dad, and he's like, son, I got you through 18 years of life, you need to grow up. Um, I'm ad-libbing a little bit on this story. Yeah, I so thought it was his 19th birthday. I said 19th. Yeah, but then you said, I got you through 18 years of life. Oh yeah, because you're zero when you start. He got you through 19 years of life. I was thinking you start at one for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah. So you don't. Level one. No. Because when you're born, you've lived zero years. Well, I guess if you round up, you've lived one year. That's true, baby. <laughs> wow, this is going to be a great one. Um, if you follow this, we'll yeah, give you a shout out next on week. <laughs> so yeah, either way, the, the story is you are trying to search the Capital Wasteland, which is essentially a DC and uh, Nova area, roughly. There's a little bit of Maryland. Um, that's here. I know that is here. That's the only reason I actually moved here. So, wow. Yeah, 
Wow. Wow. So, yeah, you can see shit like the Washington Monument in the game. It's uh, There's lots of gunfire in front of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, in, in the real one, not in-game. The in-game is pretty peaceful. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is cool like going to DC and then seeing all the shit that I saw in the game and seeing a lot more in-game than I have IRL because of how little I go into fucking DC. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's still, still cool to see. Um, but, yeah, definitely... Post-apocalyptic, I really liked. I liked how like the dark and depressing theme of it, as well as the the big band swing esque music, was really like a highlight of the game. And the combat I thought was delicious as fuck, if you will. Uh, some mm. may say juicy. Uh, mm. So those those were like the big things that I I really liked. I didn't read any criticism because I don't want people to criticize a good game. So <laughs> there are none that I read. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, if you have any criticisms, don't tell me so I can still respect you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's Fallout 3. you have anything you want to say for Fallout? Did you play Fallout 3? I started Fallout 4, I think. Um, and I think I got out of the vault, and then I was... And I stopped. <laughs> I didn't like Fallout 4 as much. Most people I talk to seem to... They'll, Either Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas will be their most preferred, but I feel like normally it's, I feel like normally it's a, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? What, what do we even call it? Like the Far Cry effect? Yeah. Yeah. Which one you play first. Yeah. I definitely think they're both good. When I was playing Fallout New Vegas, it just, I thought it did, I thought it felt more like an expansion than a, like a, a fully hashed out game. But I know most people, most of my friends prefer New Vegas, so. I think, I mean, it effectively was, right? I mean, it was, it was developed by a different studio, but I thought it was kind of an, it was an expansion to Fallout 3, effectively. I mean, that's what I thought as well, but I feel like it has so much fucking content in it that it's like, it is. Yeah, and I think it's been, I mean, pe- people mod the hell, and like, have created they essentially their own, <laughs> but they have like their own like expansions to the expansions, and so like, people have modded like entire games, yeah. too, which is kind of crazy. Just in general, not, we're not talking about Fallout right now, we're just saying that people do mod games. <laughs> yeah, um, unrelated tech news. Modding occurs. Um so yeah, I mean, I I've been meaning to go and play uh, Fallout New Vegas, but I just I really liked Fallout Three a lot. I liked the style, like the ambiance, um, just matched matched my 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 desires at the time. And uh, going back, I mean, they're still fun to play when I go back, but it's definitely an older title at this point. I mean, Fallout Three, what twelve years old now? Um, so it's definitely. Definitely wears its age on its sleeve a little bit, especially since open world games have become so vastly fucking popular. So it's like the art form has definitely been refined quite a bit over the last twelve years. IMO, um, IMO opinion. <laughs> IMO video games. Uh, that's true, baby. So yeah, but that's I I I don't really have anything bad to say about New Vegas. I thought four was kind of boring. Four definitely felt a lot more just like a a glorified rehash of the events and then they released what like fallout 76 whatever atrocity that was um yeah man i only heard bad things about that one but maybe they did something to bring it back maybe they shouldn't have skipped like 72 fallouts yeah that wouldn't be bad jojo do you have something you want to add to the show jojo thank you okay 
So yeah, JoJo also likes Fallout 3. Okay, so then I got Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, developed by Intelligence... <laughs> Joe, come on, don't fucking... <sighs> developed by Intelligent Systems, released on October 11, 2004, and received an 87 out of 100 on the Metacritic. Wow. Yeah. It's not as good as Fallout 3. No, so, I mean, we know what's going to win at this point. Um, <laughs> it's Thousand Year Door. It's Super Mario 64. Um... So Peach, uh, this is just, it's a classic Mario game. Peach is missing. You assume that she's looking for the seven legendary crystal stars to unlock the thousand year door, but gasp, she's actually been kidnapped, just like every single Mario game ever, because they can't come up with a fucking unique story. And I still love the series. I mean, come on, what does that say about me? I'm a horrible person. Um, I mean, I guess I, you know what they should do is they should re they should make a Mario game where you play as Peach and then Mario gets kidnapped. That would be spicy. Or you play as Peach, you get kidnapped, and it's all about breaking out, Whoa. saving yourself. Yeah, then you like turn into like a you like pull off that chic shit, you know, from like Zelda, and you turn out to be a, a ninja. Um, that would be <laughs> now okay. Nintendo. Listen, it's not like we took an idea from another one of your games and <laughs> and advertised it to you. Um, well, you know, like in like the Elder Scrolls and stuff, like sometimes you get captured and then you have to like work your way out of the, the jail and stuff. So yeah, it's been done. Did I put Oblivion on my list? Probably should have if I didn't, because I played Oblivion and Fallout Three around the same time. I think if they were in a head-to-head, I'd probably choose Oblivion, but whatever. Spoilers. Well, Oof. there's not a head-to-head for it, so we're good. Um, yeah, so. Thousand Year Door, uh, it's, you are paper, Mario, you're in, like, 3D environments, but you are a 2D specimen, if you will, and you can, like, you pick up, essentially, abilities throughout the course of the game that allow you to go to different areas, so you can turn into a paper airplane or, like, a paper boat, uh, or there'll be, like, cracks in a wall, and you can, like, paper slide your little way through the crack in the wall, (laughs) um, and then the combat, the combat is turn-based combat, so... Um, you make a turn, and then the other person makes a turn, a.k.a. it's turn-based combat. And, I know. And so you, you'll slowly collect La Party, some homeboys and homegirls to help you fight. Did you say La Party? La Party. A, I said A Party. Well, I meant to say A Party. Oh, okay. I heard La Party, and I thought there was some kind of no, 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 French no. specialty in this game. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I get to La Party. So, like, yeah, so everyone just has their own HP bars and uh, turn-based attacks, or you can defend or use an item. Um, You can, there's badges in the game, which are just, like, charms and Hollow Knight, so you can get badge slots and then equip badges for, Mm -hmm. like, upgrades as long as the badges are equipped. So, I I actually, for turn, I normally am not crazy about turn-based combat, but I really like that they blended in some, like, action sequences, I guess, in there, so, like... Every time you do Mario's normal attack, the jump on the head, because that's the only way Mario knows how to kill people, is jumping on their head. I mean, if I got... Someone jumped, an Italian plumber jumped on my head. The weight of his mustache would definitely crush me. (laughs) Uh, So, like, when you do it, you have to, like, press A at the perfect time to do two hit points worth of damage, otherwise you only do one, and stuff like Mm. that. Um, And then you can get, like, a badge that'll allow you to, like... If there's, like, five Goombas that you're fighting... There's a badge, I'm pretty sure, that'll allow you to, like, you hit A, and you keep moving on to the next one, as long as you keep hitting it. So it allows you to hit everyone if you're good with the timing. So, yeah, you, uh, 
you pretty you only lose if all of your party members get down to zero HP, and then you can like use items and whatnot to heal up party members. If they go down, they're just essentially you just have to recover them later. But they will stay down, and your HP will remain in combat until you do something to heal. Um, whether or not it's through items or like a health pool or something like that, mm-hmm. like I can't, I don't remember all the ways that you heal up, but I I don't think it's exclusively through items. There are like normal you know going to the healing fountain type stuff in game. Just casual healing fountain. So I mean yeah seriously so that's what water is. Um, <laughs> maybe I should drink it. Uh, yeah so you can upgrade your health points, your flower points, which is basically like mana or you know it's ability points i guess whatever you want to call it and then badge points and when you level up and yeah so that is i mean it's a mario game yeah it was i, I liked I, I liked the style a lot the, i thought the paper the whole paper thing was pretty cool there's definitely a unique twist on the mario uh world i guess that's always the thing i compliment about mario games is they find a really good job or they do a really good job of making sure to take like a the same framework and then modifying it just enough that it feels spicy and unique every single time i play it which is why every mario game i'm just like this is what i like about it it feels unique and spicy so this is just it's as much as i hate to say it they do it so reliably well it's another mario game so that is why it's on this list is there lore to explain why mario is 2d or like is there a reason behind it because i feel like a lot of the other mario games kind of run under the assumption like it's like a linear story and like mario just keeps or peach or whoever keeps getting themselves into these predicaments and mario finds new abilities and stuff to kind of progress further but like paper mario seems like kind of out of left field no there is no reason why (laughs) nice and so is this a game you played because it is a banger yes Uh, this this one was a uh, oh sibling uh, si- oh, sibling game. This one was a sibling game. I remember why I got Fallout Three, because uh, I don't think my brother was really playing games anymore at the time. But this one was definitely my sister and brother both played this one quite a bit. So I uh, yeah I still I still talk to my sister about this one and pro- probably wouldn't be a bad idea to get the new Paper Mario, so that uh, we could play it sometime. I've heard some good things about it. Is it already out? Yeah, well, I, I mean, at least reviewers have it, but I'm pretty sure it's it's oot. Origami King. <laughs> well, that's not going to work out. Yeah, I hate this. Just thinking I'm clicking stuff. Initial release date, July 17, 2020. I'm going to say it's out. That's in the past. That is true. It's only $60. Don't sit this one out. Game to be 85 out of 100. The perfect thing for gamers to sit with this summer. Something special that should be celebrated. What if I want to buy physical? Amazon? It's in stock. Best Buy? It's in stock. Target? Jojo? We have a special guest on this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. It is my cat for the third time. <laughs> Um, but only the third time. Yeah, she's not coming back. Let me put it that way. <laughs> she uh, keeps smashing her face against the power cord because she's a smart one. I think cats like EMF because um, 
when I had my cluster of cords um, at the bottom of my desk, Mocha liked cuddling up to them. I don't know what it is. I think the cats gain power from the electricity. I'm inclined to agree. As do all robots. Um, so yeah, those are the two games. I don't. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I pretty much yeah. I don't remember what made me start playing Fallout Three. I was definitely like not really sure what I was getting into when I got the title, um, but I know it came out. I remember playing it around when I was playing Oblivion. Because I, I would switch between both open world games. Even if they didn't come out at the same time. That's when I played them, so back off. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to have to give the dub here. To Fallout 3. <sighs> Only because the Metacritic score is higher. It's, it's just factual. Not because of my own personal preference. So The the thing about the turn-based strategy, I'm, I'm with you on typically not being a fan of turn-based strategy, but... Um, I, I mean, I do love the Pokemon games. I mean, I played that quite a bit growing up. Um, but I think it's cool that they added kind of the skill checks in there. And I think... I haven't played a recent Pokemon game, so maybe this has changed. But if they added some kind... Especially on, like, the more powerful moves like Thunder or Hydro Pump or Fire Blast or whatever that have, like, very... Or much lower chances of hitting. Um, if you could, like, somehow increase the chance of those moves hitting by doing something, um, or increase the damage and add... I mean, I, I understand that there is quite a bit of skill and strategy that goes into, like, what moves you're going to have, um, how much, uh, PP... Because <laughs> I'm young. Um, not old. I didn't just have a birthday. That's true. Um, but, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of strategy that goes into it already, but, like, adding that additional, like, mechanical skill, I think, would be... I like the addition a lot, yeah, and I don't, I can't think of many other turn-based that do that, so, yeah, it feels good, because it, yeah, it did make the combat a lot more enjoyable. I mean, I am definitely not a big Pokemon stan, that is for sure. I've played a fair share of it, but it definitely is, like, when I'm playing it, it, it just, it's it, it's very, to me, like, grinding to grind, and that's how it feels when I'm going through it, you know? For sure, yeah. So... Which is normally not really my game style or game type or game interest. So, I mean, kudos, I guess, to Pokimane for making it really, really enjoyable to do and actually getting me to do it for a while. But, yeah, it's just, it's not it's not my normal cup of tea. So, I, I did really like the skill check aspect of it. So, yeah. That's half of our episode. We have two more games we're going to talk about today. What? I know. Maxwell, do you know what games they are? I'm just going to have to pull them off the top of my head. Um... NBA Street and mm. Mm, Dead by Daylight. Mm. All right. <clears throat> All right. So NBA Street. It is a sports ball game. What 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 sport? Sports ball. Oh. Yeah. So it's 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 classified as sports game. Um, it's like arcade sports, but it's basketball. Wow. 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 Um, and so it was developed by New FX and EA Canada, released for the PS2 in June of 2001. Wow. Released later for the GameCube. Wow. In February. What? Of 2002. Oh. Yeah. 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 So this game is based on 3v3 basketball, so we're not talking the full 5v5 basketball of professional sports. This is NBA Street 
behind you. This is street ball. And it's just, it's hard to find nine other people that want to play basketball. Nine other people? You said 5v5, not 3v3. Oh, I see. I see what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, very good point. Thank you. Because <laughs> if you don't have all of the people available to play split screen, you cannot play. The game shuts off. Well, I meant, no, no, I meant, I meant in the real world. Like, if you're trying to do pickup basketball, how often are you going to be able to get nine uh, other people? That's, that's true. That Man, dude, this was not that layered of a, of a joke. And it feels, now, now I'm like, I feel like it is. <laughs> I guess I'm old. I'm senile, you know. That much is for sure. All right, keep telling your old story. <laughs> um, so, so in the game, I mean, you you play. There's the typical like you're passing the ball, you're defending, all that kind of stuff. But if you do like cool special dunks and moves, you can build up a special meter, and you eventually unlock Game Breaker. <laughs> And your game just crashes every time. Yep. <laughs> but it so it allows you to score in a cool fashion, but you also take points away from the other team in what is a totally fair... That makes so do. much sense. I've seen that in the real world, too. It, I mean, to be fair, it's called Game Breaker. Well, so, it should also be called Game Not Realer. <laughs> that's true. I mean, this is... I, I, I warned you. This is arcade basketball. This is not... This is unacceptable. Your other game better be winning. I'll just Can't wait. Just wait. Um, so it's it's three on three, first to 21 points, and typical two-point scores from inside the three-point line count as one point, and three-point shots count as two points. Some might call them two-point shots. Um, and it's the first to 21 points, and you have to win by two. Oh. Yep. That's how it works. Wow. Yeah. So they had 29 NBA teams um, that you could play, but they didn't have the full rosters. Essentially, like the best five or like most well-known five players from each of the teams. Um, And then so there's kind of a quasi-career mode where you're going to like different courts like throughout the country. um, And you're... Street basketball career mode? Yeah. All right. That sounds dope. And then there's these bosses that are street legends. Um, I didn't. I didn't take note of all of their names because they're not real people, uh, but the, some of them are loosely based on um, real people. Uh, but e- each of them is like a master of a particular skill, and so it kind of as you're going through it, like helps you develop and learn how to play against a, a certain type of skill until you get to the very end. And I think Stretch, who is the final boss, um, has the is probably like the super well rounded like. Let's see if you really learned how to play this game. Um, that was pretty fun. So goaltending is permitted, and another way it's not realistic is you can block all shots, especially like three-point shots. So you can jump up and just catch the ball midair um, and uh, stop that. So it's it's another strategy, but it's kind of fun. They EA um, Sports, but this is EA Big. Um, it's in the game. They uh, they definitely hedged their bets and made it much more accessible by making it arcadey and making it just kind of, um, it's really it's not basketball. I mean, it's basketball in the sense of like you you throw a ball and you're trying to get it in a hoop, but like it's so not realistic. But that's honestly I think a lot of the appeal and a lot of the charm to it. It's super fun and you get to play as like these these cool um, like actual NBA players um, while while doing it. So you get to kind of bring that like if i could play as aaron Rodgers in like nfl street like i don't know what that would be but it would be fantastic NFL street. 
It's that. Uh, so another note is NBA Street was so successful that they went on and made NFL Street. And oh, they actually did. They did, yeah. Was and, it horrible? And FIFA Street as well. Um, and I played NFL Street too, and it was, it was broken because there was a move where you take the football and you just run along the outside, and there there wasn't like a sideline, like the boundaries were like a wall or a fence, and there was a move where you could jump up onto the wall temporarily, and so you just run and you dodge every tackle, and so anytime I would get the ball, it was a touchdown every single time. The game was broken. It did not matter the skill of the player. I just ran the same play, get the ball to the person on the outside, and then just dodge every tackle and touchdown. But it felt great. Um, but yeah, so it was it was incredibly successful. It got an 88 or 89, depending on the platform, on Metacritic. It's depending on how you spell. <laughs> so, better than Paper Mario. Okay. Um, in in selling 1.7 million copies and 57 million dollars worth of sales over its first like five or six years on the market it is like the 18th best selling game of that generation of ps2 xbox and gamecube Um, which is i mean that's pretty decent considering it's a quasi sport game which i mean like those always kind of sell well like um but it, it shows kind of the wider appeal it had being the arcade um, Sensoroni. But yeah, I, I don't know what inspired me to play it. I don't know if I had a friend who had it first or, or what, but it was definitely a game I put a lot of time into. Yeah. Um, and, and had a lot of fun with, so. I mean, honestly, it sounds fun, even though it sounds goony. Yeah, but that's that's the charm. Goony charm. I actually kind of want to go home and play it right now. All right, the podcast is done. <laughs> We're done. Um, Street is the winner. <laughs> and so second game, Dead by Daylight. I haven't heard of this one. Asymmetric survival horror game mm. developed by Behavior Interactive. Uh-huh. And okay, sit back, get ready for this. Released on Windows in June of 2016. Wow. Released for PS4 and Xbox One June 2017. Wow. Released for Nintendo Switch September of 2019. Wow. Released for Android and iOS April of 2020. Wow. Released on Google Stadia. October 2020. Wow. And coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Wow. Wow. Joe, what do you have to say about that? Joe. <laughs> and so so that, that, that entire like release slate, I think, is just indicative of this being initially kind of like this cool indie like horror game that garnered a lot of attention and a huge um, devout like fan base. And so they just kept like increasing like the different ports and stuff they were making. Um, so what what I mean and what they mean by asymmetrical survival horror survival horror man I can I can speak um, is that there's it's five players are playing there are four survivors and one killer um, and the killer is played by another individual and essentially the goal is um, the four survivors. Man, I, there's there's so much to this. So let's let's take it a step back. You were all the killer and the survivors were captured by something called the entity, and in order to please the entity, the killers need to make sacrifices, and the entity feeds off the hope of the survivors. 
So what the entity does after capturing the survivors and the killers is puts them into this arena. And these, these are areas that are sometimes based on like actual horror movies like Michael Myers, like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Saw, all those kind of things. They're like, some of them were just built in the game. Some of them came later as DLC. Kind of cool in that in that regard. Um, but the four survivors need to escape this area, and the survivor or the killer is trying to kill the survivors, therefore making them not survivors. Um, That's true. <laughs> so, in order to escape, there are generators that power the the hopes and dreams. The hopes and dreams. There are seven generators um, that need. To, you need to get at least five of them, I believe, if not all of them. I, I read some conflicting stuff, and it's been a little bit since I played. But effectively, you need to get enough generators repaired to power up two exit gates. I think um, it normally depends. I, at least I thought. Because I also thought that... Uh, yeah, I thought it just depended on the map. Because I thought sometimes we didn't have to get all of them up. But then other times we did. But yeah. also, it's like... you. You can you keep repairing the generators, but the bad guy, sometimes they can go and like undo your progress with the generator. Yep, so yeah, so as you're repairing, yeah, if the, the killer comes, he can smash it, and that starts, it starts losing health. So it doesn't, like, immediately do a certain amount of damage, um, but if you, so I guess we can talk about generator repairing mechanics. So um, you, you go up to, as a survivor, to a generator, and you start repairing it, and, a, a, like, you're essentially filling in its health bar as you're going, and this takes, like, anywhere from, like, a minute to, to longer, depending on the it's different perks you have. Um, and randomly, there are these skill checks that are triggered um, where you have to click the action button within a small window, um, and if you miss that skill check, a big explosion happens at the generator. The generator loses a little bit of its health, and the killer is notified that someone is repairing that generator. So you don't want to miss the skill check. But if you get a great skill check, it actually increases the speed at which um, you are repairing. And um, it, it, the, once you step away from the generator, the generator stays at that health unless the killer comes and damages it, at which point it starts to lose health again. Um, and so as a survivor, you're running around trying to get these generators. And they're, they're scattered throughout the map. Um, and it's usually a pretty large map. So it gives you the ability, like if you can hear the, the killer coming, you kind of hear like this heartbeat. The music changes a little bit. Some of the killers have different auditory cues as well. There's like this um, like scary serial killer woman that throws hatchets that like hums like a lullaby or like whistles. And it is creepy as hell. Um, but that, that can let you know that um, she's coming and that you need to get out of there. Um, so so that's, that's the general idea. Uh, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it um, effectively. But they, they added something in a patch since we last played that they call the endgame collapse. So what, what would happen sometimes is killers would effectively hold survivors hostage in the game um, because there was really no timeout that would occur. Um, so if a killer could get a survivor in a downed state, um, effectively, um, they could just not finish the killing, essentially, and the, the person would just be there for an incredibly long amount of time. Or they can, like, kind of block them into a certain area and prevent them from escaping, and it was just, it was kind of bad. So this new endgame collapse is, effectively, once an exit gate, gate is opened, um, it, it starts a three-minute timer 
um, and all the survivors have to escape by the end of that three minutes. Otherwise, um, they will just die. So the, the survivors can't just run around indefinitely, um, and the game just has an end time at that point. Um, interestingly, the killer now can also open an exit gate in order to trigger the end game collapse. Um, uh... Which I was trying to think about some of the strategies with that. Um, and so we, we mentioned earlier there are two exit gates that the, get powered once the generators are fixed. And that's to allow so that the killer can just go and guard one of the exit gates. You always have another option to go to. But if the killer wants to trigger the endgame collapse and funnel you into the location where they're at, um, the killer can then open the exit gate and trigger um, the endgame collapse. And the interesting thing is the killer can open the exit gate much faster than a survivor. Um, so I think sometimes there's a, there's an advantage there. Um, there's also something called the hatch, um, which is a little hatch in the ground that opens randomly on the map. Um, it spawns after you've repaired one more generator than the number of remaining survivors, and then it opens when there's only one remaining survivor. And it's just like an additional, like, oh, okay, like, the killer has killed a bunch of people, um, but, like, here's a, we're throwing you a bone, like, see if you can get out this way. But the killer now can close the hatch. And by closing the hatch, that also triggers the end game collapse. So it's just, it's kind of interesting. I, I thought that was an interesting way to kind of help speed things up, add a little bit of tension um, to the end of the game. But It's already tense enough. I don't think there needs to be more. It, it is very tense. But yeah, I think more than anything, just preventing like people from holding the end of the game hostage, um, kind of forcing you to actually get out is smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, and then, like, the, the survivors you play as are also, um, like, just characters built into the game, but then also DLC and from, pulled from the same other horror genres. Like, they, they, Dead by Daylight does a really good job with their licensing department of getting access to a lot of cool um, other horror things. And it's, I think Dead by Daylight has kind of become, like, the horror video game community, like, game. Yeah. Um, just, just with how much tie-in there is to different movies and, and horror IPs. Um which is pretty nifty. Um, is that what it says in your notes? <laughs> Dude, that's a, uh, the only note I have of this game is pretty, pretty nifty. nifty. <laughs> Got a 71 um, out of 100 on PC for Metacritic. A couple of the other consoles and stuff got lower scores, and I'm sure some of that is just related to bugs, the actual power of the games they have, etc., etc. But generally, since it initially came out on PC, the biggest player base is on PC. I'm going to say 71 out of 100 for Metacritic. Um, but yeah, it, it was a game. I I think I initially saw um, like a YouTuber Let's Play um, of someone playing the game. It might have even been, like, as much as I hate to say it, like BuzzFeed. Um, oh, I thought it was Maxwell Lewis Gaming that you were watching play. Well, stay tuned um, for a potential additional release on Halloween by Maxwell Lewis Gaming. Um, not sure what game I'm going to play yet, but... We could play Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight is certainly seeming like a... a great option. Oh, it's a great option. Um, but yeah, so I, I was We like, could live stream it, too. Join us. On Twitch. Uh, forward slash poncho. Forward slash slime. I don't remember our names on Twitch. You, you are the Commander Slime? Yeah, I think so, which is probably going to change again. But Or the Slime Commander. And I changed mine. I think I am Maxwell Lewis Gaming on Twitch now. Wow. Yeah. So, what did you see? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe that's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be. But yeah, so I, I, I had seen it and I was like, wow, this looks kind of cool. Um, 
and it was a pretty low cost at the time um so convinced oliver to pick it up and we tried playing it and it's actually it's a lot of fun there's different perks that each of the survivors can get um sometimes they help you heal sometimes you can you can sabotage um some of the things that the killer would use um to to help kill you and then similarly the the killer um can get perks as well um to help them out and effectively like based on completing certain certain objectives like repairing generators hitting certain skill checks um downing certain survivors as the killer you get what's called blood points and those are the points you spend in the blood web to get um the different perks and stuff as you're leveling up so that's kind of how the the general game progression goes and each survivor and each killer um they have unique abilities um and things that other survivors and other killers don't have so it encourages you to try new characters to play as like once you max one out it's not like oh the game's done i need to be yeah. need to stop it's like wow there's like 30 other characters i can go play and, and progression both comes quickly enough to make you like to have it feel rewarding um, but also not so quickly that you can get through it and feel like you've gotten everything out of the game. So, yeah. And definitely a lot of strategy about building your loadout um, against the other like survivors you're playing with to make sure you each have unique skills that will help you um, complete objectives. Like having a healer on the team is always a really good idea. Um, uh, having someone who can like sabotage and repair faster is good. Someone who can see the killer. Um, stuff like that, but yeah that's dead by daylight there's a lot more to it there's uh, as you would expect but it's uh definitely worth checking out yeah it was a solid game i was surprised with how much i enjoyed it i was as well and i mean given the fact that it initially came out four years ago but they're constantly releasing new content um in the form of dlc and updates like i just mentioned the end game collapse to try and improve the game they're heavily involved with the player base and the community to try and improve the experience for everyone and they're constantly releasing for new platforms so it's something that's going to be supported for um the foreseeable future so it's definitely worth sinking some time into if you're looking for something like that so yeah Oh, what was my what was my other game? I forgot. Oh yeah, NBA Street. Man, NBA Street was a phenomenal game. I spent a lot of time in it, but the win's gonna have to go to Dead by Daylight. Damn right, baby. I it's told you Street better be. not win. So <laughs> that do be. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the seventy was probably appropriate for when it first came out because I thought I remember even when we were playing it, there was definitely some shit that needed to be massaged out. Um. But I'm sure at this point, with the amount of money they've gotten now, they've been able to remove a lot of those bugs, if you will. The, the community, it honestly, is probably one of the least toxic um, that I've been a part of. There, I mean, there's always toxic players that you'll play against. Um, but there's... So one of the mechanics in the game, it, the killer has to get you into a dying state. So they, they hit you once and you're injured. They hit you twice, now you're in a dying state. And they pick you up and they put you on a hook. Um, and then that starts essentially a countdown timer. The survivors, other survivors can come and try and rescue you from the hook. Um, but ultimately time goes on, but you can try and save yourself, like get yourself off the hook. Um, but by attempting it, it's dramatically speeds up the timer before the hook ultimately kills you. But there is a 4% chance that trying to save yourself will get you off of the hook. And... I, it happened to me once. I was actually able to get myself off the hook, and it feels amazing because 4% does not come across very often. I think it's much less than 4% of the time you actually get it. Um, 
but the the killer saw that I got off the hook and let me escape because they were like, man, four percent like that's 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 crazy. I ain't gonna kill you now. Like they they had that respect um, as a player, which I thought was kind of funny and fun. You won't always get that, but I, I think there's kind of a mutual respect because oftentimes people play as both the survivor and the killer. And that ability also helps you to kind of understand like what the other people like what the frustrations can be too so yeah yeah good community good fun better pizza Papa John's. that's true baby <laughs> and yet again that'll do it for today's episode of the mo video game podcast as always we hope you enjoy and uh, you can reach out to us if you want to talk to us or talk about us or i don't know just whatever people do on social media we're on insta at mo video games we are also on spotify and podbean if you wanted to listen i'm assuming you probably know (laughs) both of those if you've been listening to us mostly because if there's only two options well it's not hard to come to the full solution also got to shout out our co-host's uh, personal channel, uh, Maxwell Lewis Gaming. You can find him on the YouTubes as well as, I believe, on the Twitters now and the Instagram. So please check him out. Either way, hope you guys have a fantastic week, day, night, whatever you're doing right now. And have a great life. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Juicy. Juicy.